You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Welcome to the Spark Influence Podcast. Hey, y'all. We are so glad that you are here today. I wanted to talk about strategic planning and waiting on the Lord because this is something that I've been working on and struggling through as a leader. And I thought if I am having a difficult time planning in these chaotic times as a leader and also waiting on answers for God, I thought other people might be struggling with this issue as well. So let's start off by talking about what is strategic planning. Strategic planning is a process that leaders use to define their vision for the future and identify their organization's goals and objectives. And many times our goals and objectives as a kingdom-minded leader don't always make sense to the world. There are times that we run full speed ahead because God has given us the direction and the clarity and the mission and the vision, yet there are other times when we need to patiently wait on the Lord's instruction. And I think that patiently waiting is hard for high achievers, for leaders, because we want to know all the answers. And sometimes God only gives us enough light to take the next step. Yeah. The, I, I like the, the patience part is really difficult. Like that's not, uh, not something we do. Most people do well, right. That we're a sort of a instant gratitude society really right now, having that patience and knowing it takes time and it takes his time to reply to us, uh, not our time. And we always want it to be on our schedule. Like, Lord, I prayed to you yesterday. Why have you not sent this to me? Like, hello. Yes. But if if we're walking in with the Lord, one of the fruits of the Spirit is patience and peace. So I think that as we are walking, we don't need to be anxious while we're waiting on an answer because we have a confident expectation. And we'll talk about that in, in a minute. But I love the verse from Isaiah 40 that says, but for those who wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And there's just so much power, I think, in this verse that as we wait on the Lord, he actually uses that time when we're waiting to renew us, to renew our strength so that we can do the thing that he's called us to do. Yeah. You know, it's, I've seen this in our life, actually, that sometimes the, the waiting on the answer, that gap, sometimes is the lesson. Like, the lesson is in the gap. Like, you weren't, it's like looking up in the sky when you're walking and not paying attention to what's in front of you, looking up for that answer, and it was maybe right in front of you, like, stop and wait so you don't trip or fall, or if you just looked around, it was there. And sometimes he gives us that answer in the pause, Right. And I don't think we always look for that. We always pay attention to that. So it's really important, like you know, kind of what you've alluded to, is when we're praying, when we're waiting, that we, we're still attentive. It's not just to hold your breath, pause, and wait for the answer. 
you still need to be looking around and paying attention because sometimes the answer happens in the waiting. Absolutely. And I, I absolutely love that in the pause that that's where, you know, God speaks to us in the waiting and in the pause. You know, there is a balance of trying to balance the goal setting and strategic planning that we need to do as leaders. And even the Bible tells us that we are we are to make plans, but the Lord is the one that guides us and directs our steps. And we balance that with discernment. And, and that's no small task for a leader, especially when in today's world, when it's a little chaotic, when you have people depending on you for their livelihood or people in your family who are depending on you to make wise decisions. And so I'd love for you to speak into balancing that process of goal setting, creating goals and making strategic plans. And then also the tension of waiting on the Lord. Yeah, I you know, the, the planning part, I, I love the goal setting. We've had some really good examples like in our life recently of really setting aggressive things and goals and, and, and achieving them, right? Really, I don't say to my surprise, but it's it, it's sort of like the, the, there's a Navy SEAL named Jocko who talks about if you give yourself three months to clean your room, it's going to take you three months. But if you give yourself 30 minutes to clean your room, you, you can clean your room in 30 minutes. Like you can do far more and are capable than you really think. And not using waiting on the Lord as an excuse not to get something done because he expects us to be industrious and to move forward and to achieve things. But we do it prayerfully, but not every step has to wait for some divine response, right? He ex- we are operating under his will all the time, but we need to still make progress and got to go do things, right? And so setting goals and being considerate and prayerful, and, and but as you said, having an action plan and having goals and going after them, those are all great things because more will happen. And then more happens, more will, will come to you, right? It's not a, not from a, like a just, it just automatic, right? Things always happen and, and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad and you make a wrong step and you think, well, was I just not waiting on the Lord enough or no, it's just, so things happen, right? This is just how it works. But there's also lessons that we learn. There's always, everything's a lesson. Everything's always. a lesson. We, we, we learn in the mistakes and, and I think even that's where God teaches us more and, and the, the, painful, more difficult times of our life than, than when things are good. Success is a terrible teacher. Failure is an amazing teacher. Right? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I just want to learn. Lord, I just want to learn. <laughs> well, I'd love to talk about, you know, sometimes we have open doors and we think, oh, I should walk through this doors. But every open door doesn't mean that it's something for us to do or that it's his will for us right now. So we need clarity in whatever season of life that we're in or whatever season that our organization is and understanding the season of your organization because the things you do as a startup are very different from from when you expand. And so, you know, some of the things that I think can really help us to bring clarity to knowing which doors are for us to open and which ones that are open that we're to walk through, I think requires daily committing to studying God's word and spending time in prayer and that that is the key to unlocking his will for our lives. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about daily committing to studying God's word and spending time in prayer. That's an obvious sort of, yeah, every day, all the time. 
But using that against that process when you try to goal set and do strategic planning, like how do you how do you layer that into that planning, right? Because you can't you still have to get stuff done and you gotta make plans, you gotta execute daily, right? It doesn't mean you don't prayerfully consider all of those things, but you don't that's not a waiting, like that's an execution thing. Like no one said that you were supposed to plant crops and then pray for rain and wait and do nothing and don't go water right? We would, there wouldn't be people around, right? It doesn't say that you just sit there on your front porch and wait for the deer to come by so you could shoot him and have food for your family. Like, no, you go and do, right? You make plans and you schedule like, and it's different today, you know, slaying the hunting for maybe your business and going out and getting new customers and selling more product or helping more people or doing more coaching or whatever. All of those things you need to just, that's the, that's in the doing, right? It's the strategic large impactful things that you're going to do that you really are like, maybe I'm at a crossroads for our business. Maybe I need to do, I want to go just straight to business to business bar. I want to stop doing, you know, community things and just do individual consulting things or whatever, whatever it is, right. It's retail. Maybe I want to add a product and I'm going to stop selling t-shirts and I want to sell mugs or whatever it is. Those things, big, bigger things. That is the prayerful consideration that really, those are the ones that are worth the, you know, I need to get a word here. I need to get some direction and help. Right. God may or may not deliver that message to you. You've got to go out and just leap out there and figure it out because he may be trying to teach you something on the inverse, which is he's not going to answer and you're going to fail. And the lesson was something else, right, that he was going to give you. So you don't know, but he is a loving God who will always at least teach you something. It's just sometimes the teaching is not as fun as you want it to be. So, yeah. Well, many, many, many verses in the Bible are talk about waiting on the Lord, or even in some translations, it's waiting for the Lord. And this waiting on the Lord is a patient, confident trust in the Lord. In fact, the entire verse of Psalm 27 is a prayer to God for help from David, and it beautifully illustrates the meaning of waiting on the Lord. Throughout the psalm, David expresses his authentic faith, but also his courageous trust in the Lord, based on his confident expectation that the Lord will rescue and save him in his time of trouble. David asked for God's wisdom, direction, protection, wholly believing that he would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's what verse 12 says. Waiting on the Lord involves that confident expectation of a positive result in which we, that we have great hope, right? Because we don't always have all the answers. And sometimes we're in a position where even though we've made these strategic plans, we've cast a vision, we have a mission, but we may not have clarity on a direction. That's that's where we wait on the Lord. And that's very different than execution like you were talking about. But but we wait with we wait with hope. And and hope it's not like a wishy thinking kind of hope. It is the confident expectation that the Lord sees me, the Lord hears my prayer, the Lord is going to speak to me, and the Lord is going to guide me and direct me and where he wants me and our organization to go. That's, a, that's really well. I mean, you put it really well, right? The, the topicality of this is strategic planning and waiting on God. And I think not enough people do real planning, right? Uh, there's always some sort of short-term little ideation, but having much more structured strategic planning for your business, it, 
it's it's even like having planning for your for your marriage, right? Yeah. Let's commit a long term plan to dating once a week and a large away event once a quarter and a family thing and once a year kind of like have a plan for these things because we talked about this. If you don't plan for it, it doesn't ever happen, right? It's just not going to happen. It's like nothing if you can't measure it. If you don't measure it, it if you, you you'll never you, there's no there's no outcome. There's no other side to that. There's no understanding of what transpired, right? And if you look back and realize, well, my I didn't really plan. It just kind of happened and fell into it, and they just kept going. But it's a very haphazard and not a very ordered thing, and it's not suitable for growth. It's not suitable for expansion, especially if we're talking about business. But the same happens for your marriage, right? There's you got to grow, and it, it works just the same. So these rules apply across all of these things, right, in, in, in your life, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your children, whether it's parenting, whether it's especially in business, right? Successful businesses have a structured plan of some type. I'm not a fan of like this 60-page business plan that has, you know, three, five, and seven years. And there are very few markets that survive that kind of long-term plan because things are fluid and things change, right? If you sell cemetery plots, yeah, you can plan out 50 years if you want. It's a pretty standard thing. <laughs> it's going to be the same forever. But if you're in another business, then that planning is really, really important. And taking it, taking that plan to the Lord and waiting for the understanding of at least at least some affirmation or some direction setting that tells you, I, you know, I'm doing this right. I'm, I've got the right motivation, the right drive for this planning and for these goals. Yeah, that's really good. You know, I, as I was preparing for this episode, one of the things that I I thought about too was, you know, we struggle sometimes with what God's will is for our our business or our lives. And you're like, why did this happen, God? Or you want me to do what? Like, what, God? I know I've had many of those times in, in my life, and I'm sure you, the listener, have had many of those times in your life as well when you don't understand the circumstances of your life and things just don't always add up or make sense to us. Uh, But even Jesus had to submit to the will of the Father. And when he was in the, the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26, 39, we see that Jesus is prostrate, like on his face, flat before the Lord. And it's not the way that Jesus wanted things to go. And I'm going to read that verse. It says, And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So he submitted to the father. How much more do we need to submit? I love the fact that you know, him falling on his face before the Lord really is, it's a posture of not only of his physical body that he was prostrate there, but of his heart, right? It was a heart of surrender. Like, these are my plans, God. This is what I want to do. But at the end of the day, praying and saying, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes the the answer we get is not the answer we were looking for, right? And so there's acceptance. That's the, kind of the hard. This is the hard part where it's like, no, this is not what you're supposed to do, or, or the lesson is not what we expected it to be. But all of those things are, you know, in the end for our good or for, for God's will for good. And so, understanding our place in that larger picture, like we're not some things we just don't get the answer on this side of the veil. Like we're just not going to get it, and we need to accept that and understand that. 
Jesus, as you just read, had was like, I really don't want to do this. Like, can you? And this is God, fully man, like saying, I don't want to do this. Like, that's a pretty big deal. So, the, and tragedy and things and misfortune and misadventure and and, and, and hardship. An enemy who tries to derail us and to steal and kill constantly. and kill and destroy and is the accuser of the brethren, trying to wreak havoc in our lives. You know, we deal with all of that always. And, and, and in business, right? We've seen, especially in the last couple of years, the havoc that's been wreaked on small businesses. And, and you know, small businesses run the United States. I mean, they're the backbone of what makes this country what it is. And there's been an onslaught of that. So it's been difficult in a sort of a recovery time when it's tenuous from a financial standpoint for a lot of, for the, for the country in general, but for a lot of businesses. And so I think that's that's doubly the time to say, Lord, really guide me here. Keep me on this. It's a balance beam right now. It used to be on the sidewalk and you had room. Now it's more like a balance beam. Like well, there's not a lot of room for deviation. Like, Lord, help me walk the straight, narrow, tight path for your will, for my business, for my marriage, for my family. But especially in business, there, it, it, you know, it's, it's a great relief to say, God, I give it to you. Help me out. Like It's a huge burden remover right like it's just like you've got this god help me just guide me direct me and and that faith having that real faith not going to bed with your head on the pillow nervous about for tomorrow or worrying about it just put it away and know that god's god's working the problem he doesn't sleep and he's going to work the problem for you let him bring you the solutions uh it's a much better existence and it's how he wanted us to it's how he it's the relationship and the way he wanted us to operate Yeah, so I think we see that in that example of David that we were talking about just a little bit ago, because David just would, you know, pour his heart out to the Lord in prayer, and God hears that prayers, and he knew, like, confidently, like, I could just see God, you know, God's got this, like, as he's He's praying it out like he knows that God is faithful. He's got this confident expectation. And so we too, even when the world all around us doesn't make sense, when there's difficulty, when we're trying to plan for our business or our, our lives and you know, things come at us sideways. We still make the plan. We still work. We have to work the problem, but we let God work the overall problem. Yeah. Like this happened, this is recently with us, right? Like when I have a gap in clients, and when I have a client gap, you're like, uh, what's going on? Like, why? why <laughs> and I'm, I just, it's like, look, God's got this. Like, don't worry about it. It's going to happen. It just, and he is faithful every time. And, and he multiplies, right? In our faithfulness, he multi, I asked for just, where's my next client? And God delivers me three. You know, it's like, I mean, that's, that's his modus operandi. Like he's, he's a very loving God who blesses faithfully and but with that comes from us being faithful back saying you know lord help me guide me this is what i want to do i'm taking it to you you know bless bless this is this right is this what you want me to do and i don't know that that happens a lot i think a lot we, we are very much creatures of our own strength especially men we're like we get we could i got this i can sort this i'm just gonna you know like it's like that get a gunshot wound just walk it off man suck it up <laughs> put some dirt on it. You're fine. Like, that's not how this, that's not how it really works. It's a, it's a toughness thing, but he's the one being in the universe that we can't be tougher than, and we can't be, they don't need to be tough with, right? Like just say, I need you, Lord. It's okay to be broken and open with him because he all, he, he is the compassionate loving one in that there's always going to be healing there. There's always going to be 
forgiveness is always going to be a blessing. Yeah. So as we're wrapping this episode up, I would love for you to share first from like the business perspective and then more towards the family perspective. So uh, we are approaching the end of the year. A new year is on the horizon. You know, with a new year, we have new expectations for our our family and for our business and for the things that we want to do. But some people are, are losing their jobs. Others are, you know, not making it because of inflation and recession. So how does one balance the strategic planning of the new year with waiting on the Lord? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's like a dateline question. It's a good, tough question. So, you know, first and foremost, you're going to, you're going to pray about the direction, but you have, we have open eyes. We know there's likely a recession coming. We know that inflation is the highest it's been in 40 years. We know that there is a, a scarcity of products in the country. Like for the first time really in my lifetime, you go places and they don't have the supply. They have the abundance that we're used to in this country. It's not there anymore. And so it's really, really, it's a really strange time in, in the country, the world in general, but in the country in general. So having faith that, that these are temporary times and they're going to change and we're going to go back to some level of what we used to be, or at some level we're going to progress and, and improve. So plan for that improvement, right? Ask God to help you see where all the shortcomings and things, their problems are, that maybe you can help fill those. You can fill those gaps. And there's a massive business opportunity there. Like there is so much opportunity for people who can help bridge these shortcomings or, or, or fill the holes that, that are there for people with products and goods and services that aren't available that you could maybe make available or, or change the, the way people do business because it's different and it's strange right now and you have all these opportunities. So pray for that wisdom and insight into how can my business fill the needs, the gaps, and the holes, the little niches in the market that I could maybe become really, really successful in and while helping and benefiting people. And being just aware that planning doesn't mean you're ignorant of what the future is. Planning says you think you have a handle, enough handle on what's going to happen that you're going to navigate that water. Like I can see ahead and I see rapids, but I'm pretty sure I got my boat in shape and I can make it and I'm going to try to steer through it. But God's going to help me. But I know it's going to be rocky and bumpy and I may, you know, I may take on water and I may lose some of my stuff out of the boat, but I'm going to get through it. So it's eyes wide open knowing it's going to be tumultuous but not just hunkering down because that's, you know, if we go to the, uh, there's plenty of stories in the Bible about hunkering down and burying your treasure is not going to benefit you, right? Let's, let's go out and do something with it. And so from a business standpoint, I think if you take the, it, in this adversity and troubled time, it, there's a really good opportunity for people to really, really grow. And it may be like a, God may be saying, you know what? This is the wrong business for you. It's time for a total change. We're going to go in a whole new direction do something completely different. Or he's just going to say, now is the time for you to shine because what you're doing is what's in such short supply and now everyone's going to need it and want it. So look at and examine that and plan with that, with that effect, right? Plan to take advantage of the adversity that's happening. For families, this is really tricky, right? Because this is, this is, there are people really hurting, like seriously hurting from an economic standpoint. You hear stories of people saying, I got to choose between filling up my car and making sure we got all the meals for the week, Right. And, and working multiple jobs and still not cutting it. And the cost of living has gone up. The real inflation rate's probably in the teens. They're, they're saying it's, you know, it's 
alleged it's 8.7, but it's really in the teens. So that impact is really, really felt. So planning for the near-term, mid-term hardships for a family, that comes with both the financial side and the emotional side because it's going to be really stressful. It's going to cause contention and strife, and the enemy loves to try to wedge the family apart. So really coming together, praying all the time about what's happening and praying for, for insight and vision from the Lord, praying for help. Take the time when it's bad and hard to help other people, and I promise you it will make a difference in how your life is and what you see happening, and you'll be blessed for it. Sometimes, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I only bought two cans of this. I'm going to give one of them away because it's going to be better for someone else. Those kind of things. Take the opportunity to be abundantly generous, even when it's hard. That's when it's blessed most richly. Yeah. Well, that is a perfect place to end this episode. I have so enjoyed talking to you today about the the tension between waiting on God and strategic planning and some wisdom in how we can face the year ahead. Amen.